Welcome back to the JTCC podcast. I'm Nicole, and today I have Abby, JTCC coach and adaptive tennis specialist, and Peter, JTCC's mental conditioning coach. Both have played an integral role in JTCC's implementation of inclusive initiatives on the tennis courts and really emphasizing JTCC's efforts to provide tennis instruction for everybody. JTCC currently runs regular tennis clinics with Special Olympics Maryland, Thanks USA Veterans, and Wheelchair Tennis. Abby and Peter, thank you for your time today. Could you both explain a little bit more about your roles in these programs and what they mean to you? Uh, So I first started working with uh, Special Olympics about three years ago. Um, JTCC had given court time to the Montgomery County tennis team, and we had had champs that were volunteering with that, and then about three years ago, I was scheduled to teach the clinics for the first time um, and just absolutely fell in love with it. And And from there, we started to um, really develop a good relationship with those athletes and with their coaches. Um, Natasha Moulton-Levy is uh, the head coach of the Montgomery County team, and she's been really helpful with us starting our own clinics. And um, after that, we held some open practices for all Maryland tennis athletes um, and those were really really successful we probably had 20 or 30 athletes uh, for each of those and then last year starting in March I believe we trained a group of four athletes to send to the Special Olympics USA games out in Seattle and they came home with a bunch of medals some gold some silver some bronze um, and that was really really exciting and then after that, we, we realized that we had tapped into something really special. So we realized that we wanted to start doing weekly clinics. So in the fall, we tried to start some clinics. Um, didn't quite take off just because of uh, schedules and stuff like that. But then we really got started in the winter. And we've had weekly clinics for the last seven months now, um, once a week on Sundays. And we've had a couple really great um, inclusive events. So we've, we've had some really great unified match days where we'll have the athletes come out and um, our members and some of our champs will come out and we'll put them into match situations where an athlete and a champ or a member are matched up together and they, they play. And um, it really is really, it's really cool to, to see them interact with each other and really uh, form a relationship. So we're trying to do more and more of those events in the future and um, I mean our clinics are, are growing every session we probably have we have 18 uh, athletes who are in our clinics right now so that's great um, and then wheelchair tennis I got my certification for wheelchair tennis in October I believe of 2018 um, I went down to the USTA national campus and did the training down there um, with the head of the USA wheelchair coach, Jason Harnett. And then when I came back up here, I talked with uh, Brenda Gilmore, who's also part of our Thanks USA program. And we decided that we were gonna start a clinic also on Sundays. Um, So that started a little bit smaller. We had uh, two or three um, players coming out and now we're up to like six or seven. So it's like growing slowly but surely. Um, and we're, we're working to, to make it bigger every week. Great. Okay. And Peter, what about you? So I am the mental conditioning coach here at the JTCC. And a year ago, 
I think I was introduced to Banks USA, and actually it was a year ago in two days. Mm -hmm. I looked it up and that was our first meeting. And we all sat around the table talking about this opportunity to work with veterans, which is really close to home for me. Uh, I was a, worked with the government uh, as a con I was a government contractor for eight years, and um, it, was an, it was an opportunity to connect with service members again and, and get them in house. So, uh, thanks USA. Um, you know, uh, we we and J the JTCC created a program called Tennis Core, and we have uh, some some players come out during the week on Wednesday, um, both veterans and players uh, to celebrate tennis uh, on and off the court and just to connect and you know my, my role and responsibility here is just to keep this thing going help it grow and just make it fun and and really allow the veterans to have a safe place to come and and, and feel comfortable and the players to learn from these veterans so I'm loving it. My my uh, goal and objective is just to make it grow. Uh, what have been some of the most significant or defining moments of having these programs at JTCC? I know one of my favorite ones would be uh, our veteran and Thanks USA Chris, who mm -hmm. couldn't even really like hold a racket when he came here, and now he's making contact with the ball. So moments like that would have would have been some of your favorites. Think. Um, the first unified match day that we did about a year ago. We had a huge event and we had like 80 plus people come out and mm -hmm. it was really really fun and um, just being able to see the relationships being created between members and volunteers and the athletes and stuff and just seeing how much fun everybody was having and just seeing like literally anyone who walks in these doors is able and should be able to play tennis. That was probably one of the best like days that I've had here at JTCC. And then with wheelchair tennis, where we have a little boy named Caleb who mm -hmm. just turned eight. So cute. And he's so cute, oh my God. But he hasn't really been in a wheelchair before. Um, he usually uses kind of like a walker type device because okay. he has the ability to use his legs, but he just can't run. Mm -hmm. um, so to play sports, he's very, very limited. So that's why he do he's started playing wheelchair tennis. Um, the first week, he couldn't really move in the chair whatsoever, couldn't really swing a racket because it was too heavy, didn't know how to mm -hmm. do it, stuff like that. So we've been working a lot on that. And then Two weeks ago, I was in the chair because I always teach from the chair, and then he was in his yellow wheelchair, and um, I was just, like, wheeling around. He was just, like, starting to follow me, mm -hmm. like, going all over the court after me and, like, had his rack in his hand, was wheeling around like nobody's business. So just seeing him being able to maneuver the chair that well, and then um, I was feeding him some tennis balls, and he hit 20 balls over oh, in good. a practice, Mine. and really? I have never seen him so excited. He, uh -huh. like, he hit 10 over, and we were freaking out. We were, like, yeah. screaming. We looked like crazy people. We were so happy. And then he was like, Dad, Dad, I hit 10 over. And his dad was like, I don't believe you. And he was like, I'll go get some water and you'll believe me. And I was like, that's not how we tell Dad we did it. Yeah. We do it again. <laughs> so we did it again. His dad was like, oh, my God. And it was just it was just great because, again, like those are the, the things that you, yeah. that you want. Um, so we have another woman named Kathy who has been 
dealing with uh, MRSA, the staph infection, mm -hmm. for a long time. She's been in and out of the hospital for like eight years. She like grew up playing tennis and loves the game and she actually had to have her right leg amputated above the knee. So she's been getting used to that and right now is wheelchair bound and she had never been in a sports chair before until about two weeks ago. And the first day she came out, like she, she looked at me and Brenda and she was like, I haven't been excited about something in like eight years and this is the first thing that I've been excited about. It's so like, thank you guys for doing this. And she was just so happy to be out on the court. So like if, if we can create opportunities for people to have that type of happiness and like something to look forward to when they've had other difficulties, like that's, that's always the goal for me. Peter, what about you? Any defining moments? Yeah. So, uh, touching on, uh, that nice relationship with about Chris, uh, and, and actually one of our other volunteers, Mackenzie, mm -hmm. um, you know, the connection that they have is really very impressive and that's just one of them. Uh, but it is a strong connection seeing the two of them they they gravitate you know they they find the, the court they get right into the into the lesson and i, I think it mackenzie really looks forward to her wednesdays mm -hmm. and i believe the same with chris um but some of the stuff was try in the beginning we were trying to uh really get conversation going and we were kind of forcing we we're trying to you know you sit at, we, we, we have Mission Barbecue, which is wonderful, so thank you, Mission Barbecue. And we also have Jason's Deli. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, for, we're having a kind of a lunch. Yeah. And we're trying to, like, get the questions going. And a lot of times, um, yeah, a lot of times it doesn't just go very smoothly in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And just organically it just happened. Uh, and I think Brenda asked this question, a great question. It was like, why tennis? And we were, we were all sitting and having lunch this time, and she just asked this question, why do you play tennis? Like, what, what? And everybody went around hearing the veterans, like when they first picked up playing, you were there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when they first started playing. And so all the, the veterans were talking about, you know, old school time, yeah, like years, years, years ago, ago and like and but hearing the love and appreciation now what and how it's rejuvenating them now mm -hmm. and, and how, how it's helped them yeah and yeah. they're just they're just so excited about being here with the players mm -hmm. and then the players jump in and they're, and they're talking about you know their purpose and that's that's not easy for you know the age group of like 12 mm -hmm. to 17 year olds to right. go in, in a nice big circle. I think there might have been like 25, 30 people yeah, going around sharing solid, this. It was, a solid group. It, it was really, it was really impressive. Um, and you know, it's, it's those moments that are happening all the time. We had a, another side conversation where um, they were talking about stress, uh, the veterans and the, 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 the students that we have here were leaning forward. I, I, I mean, there could have been balls whizzing by them, whatever it was. They were locked in what these veterans were saying about their stressors that they had. And the big thing they came out was they were just, the veterans were just so happy that they were here mm -hmm. connecting with these kids and getting out of their house. Yeah. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were here, they were present, they weren't sitting home. And, it, and you know, those moments were the veteran is just sharing when they are just normally at home, just really isolated. 
uh, not wanting to come out, these guys were just dying to share these moments. So, I mean, I, I think those are happening all the time. Uh, and again, I think it's just happening organically mm -hmm. and people are finding each other. And, you know, it's, it's very powerful just to see the camaraderie that, you know, this, this, this group has uh, developed. So kind of snowballing off of that, why do you think it's important for JTCC players and patrons to be exposed and interact with the adoptive athletes? And what does the relationship typically look like? Um, I think in general, it's just important for them to, to see that a tennis player doesn't have to look like your cookie cutter, like tall, thin, in really good shape, can mm -hmm. run really fast, muscles, all that stuff. Like it's important to see that like that's not your typical athlete you know like mm -hmm. an athlete can be anyone who comes in that front door who says I want to play tennis and I think up until a few years ago when we started a lot of these initiatives um, minds were a little bit more closed than they mm -hmm. are now um, so that's one thing I've even been trying to introduce into the tennis and activities camp is just introduce adaptive tennis you know right. like I'll come out in a wheelchair and show them you know like people play tennis in this wheelchair and and it's not about looking at someone and thinking oh they're different than me because they their 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 muscles don't work the same way mm -hmm. or maybe they think a different way or they learn a different way like that that's not what they should focus on they should focus on they're a tennis player just like me um and I think that's the the underlying message that we're trying to convey is no matter what else is going on, what differences you might have at the end of the day. If you're on that tennis court, you're a tennis player, you're an athlete, you should be treated like an athlete. Mm -hmm. And I think that broadening the, the perception of what a tennis athlete is, is kind of the main goal of a lot of these things. Yeah, I mean, I was um, overwhelmed when I was working with uh, a couple of our players and they said, this is one of the things on my bucket list. I gotta get in a wheelchair. And so uh, Abby and I were, we were running a little impromptu clinic. Mm -hmm. And- uh, It blew their minds. It, it, I mean, the appreciation you have- Just for uh, your own body. For your own body and-, and, and for the, the, how hard it is to yeah. actually be a wheelchair athlete. Right. Like it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and, and a lot of these athletes that that I'm thinking about, they were injured. And so they were not hitting for, one one of the kids was not hitting for six months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, another one was off for three months. Mm -hmm. And so this gave them a chance to really connect uh, without putting any strain on, on their lower body. Mm -hmm. And they were able to get, have that mental, strengthen that, that mental uh, muscle because you know they hadn't been competing. And it was really nice for them to compete in their own mind, to get a, to wheel a couple times, mm -hmm. to get a ball, two bounces, and get over the net mm -hmm. with new grips, and to wheel. I mean, it's 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 a new challenge. So to challenge them themselves in new ways. You know, I think when I look at you know what this is doing and what it looks like, it, it is evolving right in front of us. And, and the humbling thing is, you have these great players that mm -hmm. are nationally, internationally ranked that just could do anything with a tennis ball. And then you put them in a chair mm -hmm. and they're like, what? Like, what yeah. do I do? This is so hard, mm -hmm. I have no idea what to do. And they just, they, they want to take on a new challenge. Mm -hmm. 
it also, you know, it gives you just that great perspective that you just can't get anywhere else. So, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of what we're doing here mm -hmm. um, with the veterans and the wheelchairs. I mean, like, where else are you going to do this? Right. Where else are you going to actually, I mean, for me, with the mental conditioning, I want to challenge my athlete differently mm -hmm. when they're in this this period of rehab. Yeah. And so, and then from the fitness side, from the tennis house, you know, there's so many, there's so many different, you know, ways that we're connecting with these kids. Um, and this is just one, one vehicle that, you know, um, I, I just think all our players are, I think they're gravitating to it. I don't really mm -hmm. see much resistance to you. Mm -mm, I mean, I mean, there's a couple people that don't want to go in a wheelchair just because of a fear of sitting in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Yeah. They've seen somebody in a wheelchair and it upsets them. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a this is a great opportunity with it, with um, that you know this inclusiveness that they're really understanding, you know, what's happening around us and in, in this this little excuse me this little bubble in the JTCC has now gotten really gotten big. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What is like an overall message that you hope the JTCC players take away from interacting with our adaptive athletes? And I want to cut in real quick and say, I think. One of our players, Chase, really put it nicely in our when ABC News came and um, did a feature on on the Things USA Clinic. I remember Chase said, "What's a bad day for me when mm -hmm. you know?" Or like he kind of had been through so much. Yeah, and yeah. so he kind of had like a really great perspective on it. And I can only imagine that that is what we want all of our kids to think or like be in that mindset but I want to hear what you guys think what is the overall message that you hope they're taking away from all of these initiatives for me at least for the special Olympics in the wheelchair clinics I think my biggest thing like I've said um, tennis is for every body so I mean my, that's always my goal is just tennis is for everybody like every single person who walks in our doors is, is a tennis athlete regardless of anything else sounds good Peter, yeah. what about you? Yeah, so uh, I mean, I, I think I, I would love to say this about all of our, our players, but you know, when, when you're coming to volunteer at the tennis court, just be humble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be humble, walk on the court, be open-minded. I mean, these service members have done so much uh, for our country and, 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 and you know, just be humble. That, that's that's my number one. Uh, the, the other the other pieces is, is just to listen. Mm -hmm. just listen to their stories and uh, and, to, and to share some commonalities, which is, which is the sport of tennis. But there's there's more mm -hmm. uh, that that these players have with the service members. And, and the last one, I think I I think it's been gaining more and more traction for our student-athlete, volunteer, it is just to have fun. Mm -hmm. They're just having fun. They are playing. And in the, in the best way uh, to say the word playing, they are playing the sport. They're enjoying themselves. Um, and, you know, that those, those areas, I think, you know, being humble, being good listeners and, 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 and communicators, uh, as well as, you know, just, just being able to have fun um, instead of getting into that rigorous training mode let's just you know enjoy ourselves mm -hmm. on a different level
Um, well, thank you both for that insightful and important discussion about inclusiveness in tennis. Please check out JTCC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to the JTCC podcast to be notified when a new episode is up.